You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NOLA, Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Monday, kicking off a week's worth of podcasts in somewhat depressing fashion. We've got to recap two close losses overall over the weekend, one on Friday, one on Sunday to the Oklahoma City Thunder, both of them to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that means in the third segment, given what happened on Wednesday's pre-Thanksgiving Day game against the Los Angeles Lakers, which we did the live show on, uh, it's clutch time, crunch time, tough losses for New Orleans and the inability to close out games. What's going on there? We're going to take a deep dive into all of that and more. So let's do it in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. It's been a long couple of days for Pelicans fans and a long, long Thanksgiving weekend after everything that went down with the loss to the Los Angeles Lakers, which we don't need to delve into too much that we'll touch on in the third segment here. But then two games against the Oklahoma City Thunder, one on the road on Friday, followed up by a home game on when on Sunday night, last night. And well, those haven't gone too well for the Pelicans this year as they fall to 0-3 against the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder that now have eight wins and are 8-11, and, and three of those have come against the Pelicans, a Thunder team that no one thought was going to be all that good, which lets you know where we are at this point in time in the Pelicans season. So let's look at the first game, the road game Friday night. Look at it by the numbers in a 109-104 loss for New Orleans. Brandon Ingram, 26 points on the night in that one, eight rebounds, four assists, just two turnovers, but 0 for 3 from deep, and this was a theme in this one. Jackson Hayes getting the start, put up 11 points and 7 boards. He was 5 of 9 from the field, but he struggled to contain Steven Adams and do work against Steven Adams, whether it was keeping him off the boards or getting him um, away from like second chance points, different things like that. Steven Adams had 14 points on the night, 12 rebounds, and just kind of overmatched a little bit. Jackson Hayes, and you could see he was very impactful in this one for the Oklahoma City Thunder. J.J. Redick, 16 points on just four of 13 three-point shooting. That was a bit of a theme on the night. The Pelicans took 38 threes in this game, making just 11 of them. J.J. Redick doesn't often go four for 13 for under 29% from the the three-point line. That's not good considering they've been top five in the league all year long, and they need to shoot better than that because they rely on that shot a lot to keep their offense going. And given that I really believe in it, I don't mind that they're doing that sort of thing. But when the shot's not falling, it's going to make games tough to win just as this one was. Drew Holiday struggled to shoot in this one. Six of 15 from the field, just 14 points on the night. Did chip in four rebounds, six assists, uh, alongside two steals and two blocks. He's still very good on the defensive side of the ball. To help combat uh, Steven Adams in this game, Jaleel Okafor 
before, got a pretty good run in 27 minutes. He put up 14.7 boards, three assists. They liked what they saw out of him, and it prompted a lineup change, a starting lineup change in the game on Sunday. We'll touch on that one, though, in the next segment. Josh Hart working his way back into everything, two of eight from the field, two of seven from deep, though he did get to the free throw line six times, making four of them, four rebounds, two assists, 10 points on the night for him. Each one more, four of nine from the field, 13.7 rebounds. Each one more has been really, really good for this Pelicans team recently. But it wasn't enough to win the game because down the stretch, the Pelicans really faltered. The Thunder were uh, buoyed up by 25 points off the bench by Dennis Schrader. Um, Abdel Nader had 19 off the bench for them as well, being a sharpshooter from deep, going 4-5 from there. Really hurt the Pelicans. But this was a close game. And the Pelicans managed to kind of claw their way back in this one despite being down at halftime with a big third quarter that they won 31-17. to Fourth quarter, though, hit. And for the most part, they were okay till about the final five minutes of the game. And that's when things really went poorly for New Orleans in this one. Over the final five minutes of the game, the Pelicans really, really struggled. They had a 102-100 lead after a J.J. Redick three and then proceeded to add only two more points the entirety of the way as the Thunder put up nine. A 9-2 run for the Thunder sealed this one as New Orleans just couldn't do anything right whatsoever. They were one of 11 for their final 11 field goal attempts of the game and didn't get to the free throw line once. They took a lot of threes, some open threes, some good shots that you want the team to take, but they didn't hit them. Some of it's unfortunate. Just looking at that J.J. Redick three-point attempt against the Lakers, he had another one in this game. I don't mind J.J. Redick taking open threes. Sometimes they just don't fall, and he missed one in this game too. But that's only one shot. That's one of the seven three-pointers that they missed to close out the game. That's one of the 11 uh, shot attempts that they took during this. This is not the time to necessarily go into a three-point shooting mode. You've got to drive and attack and get a basket or at least get to the line to continue to have points. Empty possessions really destroyed New Orleans in this one, and they've shot poorly in clutch situations the entirety of the season. Whether that's coaching, whether that's players, whether that's a system thing, we'll look at in the third segment. But it was rough in this game. There's no denying it. And it's been a trend all year long for New Orleans. So over the final run of the game, they were not able to really get stops. And they were not able to get anything that they wanted to. And it's very disappointing to see. You know, they did get very, very passive during that time. If you're taking 11 shot attempts and seven of them are three, it means you're only taking four. I can do simple math. Inside the three-point line. You know, when you have Brandon Ingram, who was scoring all night long and playing exceedingly well, how come they kind of went away from him a little bit? And you've got to really wonder what's going on with this team at the end of games. And they struggled. And we'll take a look at it. Now, part of it is aided by the fact that Kenrich Williams only played seven minutes in this one, having to leave the first quarter early after falling on Chris Paul's foot twisting his ankle and in playing the remainder of it. And you could use a guy like that, a guy who can just make plays and do some things. But overall, the Pelicans just look lost. Like they had no idea what was going on at the end of the game. And it was very, very disappointing. And even with some changes, you kind of mixed it up where you tried to use Jaleel Okafor to limit the damage that a guy like Steven Adams could do. It wasn't enough. And that speaks to larger issues with this team. 
So that's the game on Friday. We're going to recap the game on Sunday, which is going to sound an awful like this. But before we do that, today's show brought to you by Audible. Audible has the world's largest selection of audiobooks and audio entertainment. Start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash NBA. And if you're listening on the go and you can't visit Audible right now, you can find this in all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. So it was deja vu all over again as the Pelicans took on the Oklahoma City Thunder in the Smoothie King Center last night, falling 107-104. Oh boy, is that a similar score to what we saw on Friday in a game that also went down to it towards the end where the Pelicans struggled, really falling apart completely in crunch time. This is a problem for New Orleans, and we're going to look at it in the third segment of the show a little bit more in depth here, but New Orleans is really struggling to close out games. This one, though, again, more of the same, and Gentry really tried to make some changes. Out was going to be Kenrich Williams in this, but you got Lonzo Ball back. He went into the starting lineup for this one alongside Brandon Ingram, alongside uh, J.J. Redick and Drew Holiday, and then a guy in Jaleel Okafor. I think Gentry saw what had happened against the Pelicans on Friday with Steven Adams and wanted to limit that a little bit, but unfortunately it didn't quite work in this one and the Pelicans got burned by Steven Adams, particularly late down the stretch. So this game by the numbers first. Drew Holiday was good Drew Holiday in this one. 10 of 19 from the field, 3 of 6 from deep, 26 points on the night, 4 assists, 3 rebounds. Brandon Ingram in 40 minutes of action, that is a lot. 20 points on the night, 2 of 3 from deep. He was 8 of 18 from the field, just 2 of 2 from the line for 7 rebounds and 4 assists. A bunch of fouls though too. Jaleel Okafor played 9 minutes total after getting the start, going for 4 points, putting up two personal fouls, two of four from the field, and just two rebounds. He was not good in this one and got completely outworked by Steven Adams. Steven Adams, by the way, 17 points on the night, six trips to the free throw line, hitting five of them, and 10 rebounds. He was a problem in the front court for New Orleans. And after halftime, Gentry made another decision to kind of revert the starting change that he had made. And you didn't see Jaleel Okafor play anymore in this game as Jackson Hayes took up the majority of those minutes. Off the bench, Jackson Jackson Hayes, nine points on the night, seven rebounds. He was three of six from deep. Just two personal fouls in the first half and really limited that in the second half. He finished with a plus minus of 12, which is by far the highest positive one for the Pelicans. And you could feel his impact in the game and trying to limit what Steven Adams could do, even though he was overmatched at times. Defensively, he's come a long way since getting his first start of the season and getting a significant role as the backup center. He's been pretty good on that side of the ball after I was initially critical of it. He's really grown. Lonzo Ball into the starting lineup, partially because Kenrich Williams was out. And if he's healthy, I don't know if he gets this start. And they run with just the Drew Holiday and J.J. Redick backcourt. But he was pretty good overall. 14 points on the night, 5 of 11 shooting, 4 of 8 from 3. Some a little too early. Four rebounds, seven assists, but he did have four turnovers too. He had a couple of good looks from three, and he was hitting them. A couple that are just a little bit too early on in the shot clock for a guy of his shooting ability to take. When J.J. Redick does it, it's one thing. When Lonzo Ball does it, uh, that, that's a bit of another one. J.J. Redick, 13 points on the night, three of four from deep, finished with three rebounds as well. 
Also off the bench, Josh Hart was big in this one. 11 points on the night, 11 rebounds on the night, and going three of seven from deep. He's been key for New Orleans recently and continues to play really well. Does a lot of the similar type of things that Kenrich Williams does and just makes winning type of plays, plays that you want to try and have. Each one more in this game had a rough night after playing exceedingly well for the past couple of games. 0 for 6 from the field, 0 for 4 from 3. He finished with one point off one made free throw in this one. Four rebounds, two assists. Just a little overmatched. This is a tough physical defense in the Oklahoma City Thunder, though they're not great offensively. Uh, and New Orleans at times struggled in this one against that, though they did manage to kind of play their style to get out in the fast break and run. 23 points in the fast break. The Oklahoma City Thunder only had 11 turnovers, so New Orleans was really trying to run when they got that, but also playing fast on inbounds when they could and trying to develop a fast break that way. But it led to just 34 total paints down low for New Orleans and that comes to the problem of late game situations where the Pelicans were running into crunch time woes again they were one of six in clutch crunch time uh, in this game and they've been terrible with it all year long they just weren't able to get anything done and late in the fourth quarter when the game's within five you need that and they struggled in this one despite playing their style and so it was disappointing again to see and you could see they tried different things the Pelicans did not keep things just the same in this one. They just were unable to get it done. They played a number of different guys. They took out guys who weren't playing well, and nothing seemed to work. Niccolo Melli was basically a non-factor. Josh Hart really didn't contribute a ton in the clutch situation. Jackson Hayes was a little bit overmatched, but grabbed three points, three rebounds during that stretch. Lonzo Ball didn't take a shot. J.J. Redick didn't take a shot. It came down to Drew Holiday and Brandon Ingram. Drew Holiday was one for four in the final five minutes of the game. Brandon Ingram, two of three in the final five minutes of the game. Maybe they need to get the ball to Brandon Ingram more and just let him cook. We're going to talk about isolation situations versus playing their style of ball. But at a certain point, you've just got to have guys that can go out and get you buckets. And Brandon Ingram is that guy. How come they're not feeding that guy? Now, 10 shot attempts during that time compared to significantly more for the Oklahoma City Thunder is not helping you either. There's some self-inflicted stuff there. Uh, but overall... They're just not able to have an identity late in games and find out who their closer is, who that guy is. Whereas you could see it for other teams. Chris Paul was excellent in the clutch in this game. Seven points on the night for him, or in the final five minutes of the game. Three of four and just doing what he wanted. Steven Adams went to the line six times because New Orleans kept fouling him in the pick and roll. And he was five of six, finished with seven points during crunch time. Those are really good numbers. New Orleans just doesn't have an identity of what they want to do, and that is uh, that it's part of the reason why you're running into a situation like this, and it's disappointing to kind of see. And again, part of it's on coaching, part of it's on players, and let's take a look in the next segment, though, of what's really going on here and if the Pelicans are going to try and be able to figure this all out. So we'll take a look at all of the woes late in the fourth quarter coming up here in a minute. But before I do that, don't forget, subscribe to Locked on Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts from. Here Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. There's a lot going on right now. <laughs> don't get me wrong. And we're here to cover it all for you during this stretch as we wait for Zion Williamson to come back. So wherever you get your podcast from, hit that subscribe button and leave a five-star review. Does help keep this show free in five days a week for you all. No other podcast coming to you like that. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast from.
So fourth quarter woes. The Pelicans are now four and nine in close game situations this year. Basically where you're in the final five minutes of the game and the lead is no bigger than five. And the Pelicans are four of nine during that stretch. Not great to say the least. You'd like to win those, particularly with a younger team and learn how to close games out. But the Pelicans have been completely unable to do so during this stretch and this season. Now there's injuries to contend with. Having a healthy uh, Derek Favors back would make significant improvements for the team. But And so would a guy like Kenrich Williams. Also, Zion probably helps you when we're not even mentioning him in there. So there's a myriad of excuses you could make for why things aren't going the way that the team wants. But part of it also comes down to coaching and the players. And the lack of execution and not being able to make buckets out there is a big part of it. Whether they're running isolation style or trying to play their style of game, you have no one on this team that's hitting 50% of their uh, makes during crunch time. And Mason Ginsburg tweeted out, this is going into last night's game. Ingram is six of 21 shooting during this time. Holiday is six of 19 shooting during crunch time. And Redick is five of 15 during crunch time. That's not good. And that's a problem. So even when you get those guys the ball, it's not really working. You could see them trying to run the offense through Brandon Ingram late in the game on Sunday night. Him in the post, work it through him there, and if he can get a look, great. If not, he passes out, and you saw him feeding the ball to guys like Lonzo Ball in the corner who hit a three. Lonzo then, in a similar situation, passed one out to Josh Hart who missed a pretty good look for three in a shot that was close. There's times they can do it, but if guys just aren't going to hit shots and are unable to hit shots during that time, you kind of do the shrug emoji because like, what, what the hell are you supposed to do? Some of the looks have been good. But part of it's the style too. And maybe they need to get away from what there is their identity during the course of the regular game for the first 43 minutes of it. And they play that unstructured, go out, take open shots, create open shots, move and pass the ball. And late in game situations, the game slows down and you're not able to do that as much. Defenses just dial it in a whole lot more. And it's a bit of a problem. So they are doing that, but that leads them to settling for bad shots. And it doesn't work when you start to run out of time. When you've got half a game to go, yeah, rip open threes. You've got time to make that up if you miss. But if you're going to miss open threes with two minutes left in the game, every single possession becomes much more valuable. And that's what I don't know if the Pelicans are doing, valuing those individual possessions. Look at the game on Friday against the Oklahoma City Thunder. You take 11 shots in the final five minutes. Seven of them are threes. That's just not the way to do it. You need to work the ball inside a little bit more, attack the rim, and if you don't score, get a foul and go to the line and get easy points. It's called the free throw line. Get those free points, essentially. And the Pelicans have not been able to do it. There's a huge free throw disparity between the Pelicans and the Thunder in the Sunday night game. Now, there should be. The Thunder are the fifth best team at getting the line. The Pelicans the 25th best team at getting in the line. But when you're not in the bonus, when you're not able to kind of force opponents to foul you, you're gonna re- you've got to rely on shooting. And if that does go away, well, you're going to lose the game. And that's what happened to the Pelicans in both of these games against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, yes, play Gentry style of ball, but maybe late in the game, don't. Get it to Brandon Ingram and let him try and cook. And we've seen it can work. Now, don't let him 
do an isolation for a long mid-range too. Guys need to move around him rather than watching him, and I think that's a bit of a problem with that. You've heard Jamel McMillan, assistant coach for the Pelicans, call it shell offense, where they're just kind of standing around doing nothing. They're not really doing what they're supposed to do, and they're a shell of themselves. I don't know if that's actually the analogy he's trying to make with it, um, or if they're just like making a shell around the three-point line, which also seems like it. But that's not what this team wants to do. But they also don't want to be an ISO-heavy team where no one's moving, and it's just Brandon Ingram trying to score. We've seen he's unable to do that during crunch time. Same with Drew Holiday. Now, part of that is because those isolations when no one's moving are very easy to defend, and that creates a bit of a problem. So the Pelicans need to find the right type of balance of being themselves, but also trying to manufacture good looks, something they have not been doing during this time. It's a problem and something the coaching staff has got to figure out. And maybe you need to call a timeout during some of these runs that you're going on, even if you want to try and save it. But overall, you've got to do a better job of drilling it into the players what they're supposed to be doing. Or maybe the coaching staff needs to figure out what they should be doing. If they're just trying to get them to play their style of ball, 7 of 11 when they're three-point shots of the shots you took because they didn't make 7 of 11. But you take 11 shots and 7 of them are threes in a late-game situation. You need to do a little bit more than that. You're not going to win a game that way. And the Pelicans haven't. And that's a problem. And if the coaching staff thinks that that, that's what they want to do and they're happy with that, that's a problem too. And that's why this is both on the players to execute and go out and actually get buckets or, sorry, not or, and on the coaching staff to figure out exactly what their identity is late in games. It's a problem. They need to figure this out because they are really hurting themselves and things aren't going to get better until they learn to close out games a little bit more. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.